Hello and welcome to another episode of the Childless Not by Choice podcast, where my mission is to recognize and speak to the Childless Not by Choice women and men around the world. Savella Morgan here. I am spreading the great news that we can live a joyful, relevant, and fulfilled life, although we did not have the children we so wanted. I also want to welcome you, even if you do not fit the demographic. Maybe you did not want children. Maybe you have children. Thanks for tuning in. And welcome to episode 120, 120. You know, when I started this podcast, I had no idea I would just end that sentence right there. I mean, I had no idea. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea where I was going. I just knew I had a mission and I was on a mission and that's all I knew. Uh, I had no idea of the deep valley moments of lost episodes, ruined episodes, tears of frustration, and the mountaintop moments where I got that interview. The authors, the suggested episode topics from people listening from halfway around the world, the emails and Facebook messenger messages from people who wanted to remain anonymous, the words of encouragement, the care package from a listener in Hawaii, or funding for lavalier mics from a listener way in the northern part of our planet. I had no idea. I had no idea I would make it to. 120 episodes. 120. Let me let that sink in. (laughs) Pod fading is a real thing. It typically happens, they say, around episode seven. You just realize this podcasting thing is not for you, or maybe life gets in the way and you stop promising yourself you would return, but life. And yes, Life did happen for me as it happens for many podcasters who are at over 100, 200, 300, 500 episodes. Life does happen. It's not that we're better than the person who pod faded at episode 7 or episode 10 or episode 20. It's just that it just wasn't to be, I guess. Pod fading is a real thing. And uh, as I said, life did happen for me. You know, as my mom became more ill, I went from two episodes per month to one episode. I'm currently on my third podcast producer in five years for this podcast. The other podcast is so young, I'm still at podcast producer number one. I think he's awesome, and I hope that I can hang on to him for the entire 25 episodes for that podcast. But I digress. So, I've decided that going forward, I will take two months in October, a two-month break in October and November, and I think I did mention that in a previous episode, actually last year, because that did save my sanity last year. I decided it was a great idea, and so going forward, I'm going to continue to take October and November off and then come back in December with a nice, fresh episode for December, and of course, continue on into the new year. That's that's the plan. I am truly humbled. I'm thankful to you for listening and tuning in month after month. I'm thankful for your episode suggestions, and I am thankful for your letters and notes as they encourage me 
just as much as you say the podcast encourages you. You know, every once in a while, I still have imposter syndrome, but I push through and keep on writing and creating. I mean, that's what I am. I'm a creative. I believe podcasters are creatives like writers and authors and artists. We're all in the artist mindset. And so we have to create. Maybe I am an imposter, but if I am, I've been I've been writing since I was 11. So have I been an imposter since I was 11? I don't know, maybe. But I love to write. I love to create. And so here I am. And look, there's a 120 episode podcast that's just about five years old. It'll be five in July. And we're, of course, recording for this episode for June. And so look at here. I have a five-year-old podcast. I had no idea. <laughs> so thank you. Now, please tell somebody about the podcast. So let's keep this thing going. Let's keep the, the listenership increasing. I'm seeing the numbers do very well. I'm middle of the road, I guess, when you look at the numbers. But again, I had no idea I would even be here. So I'm thankful. But tell somebody about the podcast. Tell someone. And I have a dream list. I'm not going to say who the people are on the list. But if you have connections with people you think would work for this podcast, aka somebody who is childless, not by choice, who everybody would love to hear from, tell me. Let's see what we can do. I mean, it may not always be yes, but at least tell me what ideas you have. And let's see if it works. Because many of you know that this podcast is for the Childless Not By Choice community, although it's anyone can listen, of course. I guess what I'm saying is I am very protective of the Childless Not By Choice community, the listeners, the people that are listening to this podcast. And so I want to do everything in a spirit of excellence and make sure I have good guests on, guests that are going to help, help us deal, you know, help us as we walk through our journey, and not just to have somebody on, just to have somebody on, and not just to have a guest, just to have a guest, and not just to have an episode to have an episode. By the way, by the time you're listening to this, it's probably going to be a little later than usual, because I just... Life. I've been sick. At one point, I thought I had the virus that will not be named, I was sick for about three days and really, really nervous, just wondering about my dad because I'm his primary caregiver, so I wasn't even thinking about me. But I'm feeling better, and uh, life, you know, I've got to create. I want a good episode, every episode. I don't want to just produce something just to have it out there. I want you to be able to tune in and, and get some good information, even if it's not a whole ton of information. Even when the episode is shorter than usual, I just want you to get something nice to hang on to and, and, and walk away with. And then if you want to listen to something else, you can go back in the catalog and see if you can find a longer episode with more content. But I don't want to put junk out. And so between being sick and just everything else that's going on, um, working from home, caring for dad, crazy schedule, I just and just not coming up with what I really, really wanted to say and not really sure what I wanted to say. It just took time. But I think I know what I want to say now for this episode. Before we continue, I just want to thank my patrons. 
They know who they are. They give a certain dollar amount every month to the platform. They do that by going over to patreon.com forward slash childless not by choice and signing up to have their credit card or debit card debited a certain dollar amount every month anywhere from $5 on up, whatever amount you'd like to give. And whatever you give, you will get a gift in the mail from me. And uh, I am recording this at just about midnight. And I hear something outside. I don't know what that is. I thought At first, I thought it was a helicopter. So if you're hearing it, just know I hear it too. It's either a helicopter or a very low-flying small plane, which is really odd to me, but I'll keep recording. Hope all is well out there. Childless Not By Choice patron. Patreon is the name of the platform, Patreon, but it's basically a, a site for patrons. And of course, we all know patrons are people who like a certain artist and they want to make a contribution to that certain artist, so that's the play on the word Patreon. It's, it's, for, it's a patron site. And so if you want to give, feel free to go to patreon.com forward slash childless not by choice. Give, 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 give. I will take it. I will buy more equipment. I know I keep saying it. I've been I've been shopping and I've been researching and I'm just about to buy uh, an interface for so those of you who are techie. I'm about to buy an interface. I'm not going to say which one yet because I'm still, I don't know. I'm still undecided. I'm down to two. I'm really looking forward to having a little bit more control over, especially when I'm interviewing somebody, the sound. Although I do send, of course, the episode to the podcast producer who I have to pay every month. So she makes me sound good. But I still want to have a little bit more control when I'm recording. So I'm going to buy some equipment. So whatever money you send in, it will go towards equipment. It will go towards paying my podcast producer. She has to be paid every month. I have to pay my podcast host every month. And so, yeah, money's being spent on, on this podcast on a monthly basis. And uh, so if you want to contribute, you can. If you want to make a one-time contribution, I have a PayPal account, booksbysevillamorgan at gmail.com if you want to make that one-time contribution. And thank you. And I also wanted to let you know, I've talked about this before, but I have just about all of the, at least the major podcast player apps on my iPhone. And I did that because I want to see how the apps work. So if anyone ever reaches out to me and says, hey, I have this certain app that I'm using. I'm not really sure what I'm doing. Do you have any suggestions? Well, I I use it, so I know. But there's one in particular that I, I use the most, although I listen to my podcast and I have my podcast subscribed to in all of the apps. I listen to different podcasts in these different apps, if that makes sense. There's one, though, that I listen in the most, one podcast app that I use the most, and that's called Stitcher. That app is Stitcher. Wherever or however you're listening to this podcast right now, take a moment and check out Stitcher, if you're not in Stitcher listening right now. 
Those of you listening on Stitcher already get why. For those who don't know what Stitcher is, it is a free podcast app for iPhone and Android. And it is home to over 260,000 podcasts. They also have a smart recommendations playlist, a car mode, a, uh, a sleep timer, which is my favorite thing. The sleep timer, no matter what um, app you use, they typically have a sleep timer. But in Stitcher, when I'm in there, I'm using the sleep timer because I typically listen to my astronomy podcasts at night. So when I'm finished recording this episode, I'm going to go get ready for bed. And they say not to just go in your room and hop in bed and turn out the lights. That's not how you get ready for bed. You kind of wind down. So I'm going to go in, turn off the overhead light maybe and put on a lamp and that dims the room a little bit. And then I'm going to put on a podcast, an astronomy podcast. And I'm going to listen to what's going on in the skies above us. I love astronomy. I I thought as a little kid that I would be an astronomer. I really, really did. And I just I just love anything out of space. I love the skies. I love to see the stars at night. And fortunately, where I live, there's not much light. So I get to see the stars in all their glory. And I just think it's the most awesome thing to be able to go out and look up and see the stars and just, it's, it's just, a, it's amazing. Anyway, I listen to astronomy podcasts at night, but as I can feel my eyes just closing down and I want to really listen to more, but I just can't, I put the sleep timer on and you can set it for whatever number of minutes you want. And typically for me, it's 10 or 15 minutes. And then I'll, I'll lay there and I listen. And then as you hit 10 minutes, the podcast fades out and it stops and you go to bed. And the next day you can pick up where you left off. It's the most awesome thing. It sounds so cool, right? Sleep timer. But anyway, so while the Stitcher app is free to use, they also have a uh, premium subscription service called Stitcher Premium that has exclusive bonus episodes from top shows exclusive shows from top hosts and ad free listening for all all for 4.99. So yeah, some some co- podcasts an ad will pop up during the podcast, but with Stitcher Premium you can ad- get ad free listening and you pay 4.99 a month for that or 34.99 per year. So check out Stitcher Premium and remember if you decide to go with them and with their premium platform Use promo code not by choice. That's the promo code not by choice. And so that helps me as well if you decide to use Stitcher Premium. So thanks for listening to that. Thank you, Stitcher, for all you do. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. It what? (laughs) Well, there's a lot of it's right now, right? I mean, Goodness gracious, there is a pandemic going on. There is social unrest in America, which is where I am. We literally, as a world, watched a man murdered on video in broad daylight in the year 2020, the 21st century, solely because of the color of his skin. Uh, What a way for me to jump right in, right? And here we are thinking it's, well, it's the 21st century. Aren't we more civilized? (sighs) Apparently not. It's so heartbreaking. 
Other countries marched in commiseration and agreement with us that police brutality against people of color must stop. We saw you on the news and we thank you from New Zealand to South Korea to Australia to Scotland to South America to Canada. The indigenous people of Australia, the Maori the of New Zealand, the Native Americans, we see you. We are all human first, and if we are alive, and huh, if I dare say, if we made it through the birth canal, we deserve at the minimum basic human respect. Is that too much to ask? I, it shouldn't be. I just don't understand. Here I go on my tirade. I do not understand how one human could have the unmitigated gall to think that they are better than another human and can take control of another human and use and enslave and murder another human being. It's just unbelievable to me. I just don't get it. But it's happened. That's the history of the world. It happened, and it's happening. And I know it's happening in other countries as well. Unbelievable. But it's the 21st century, though. Anyway, there is social unrest in other countries for various reasons. Wherever you are listening from, there is probably some breaking news. There is always breaking news. And there is a lot of stress. You know, we have our own personal stressors, stressors and stresses. We have bills, joblessness due to the pandemic or not, caring for loved ones, worrying about our personal future and the future of our respective countries. Yes, we childless, not by choice women have worries too. We worry about our countries too. We may not be leaving a legacy as in the form of a child, but we do care about where we live. And uh, as I have said in previous episodes, We pay taxes into school districts to which we have no kids enrolled. (laughs) Let me say that again. We pay taxes into school districts to which we have no children, no kids enrolled. And depending on where you live, those taxes can be really high. And that's not a hater or hateful comment. It is a fact. We have concerns. They may be different concerns than those with children, but they are just as valid. Wow. Talk about stress. What to do. Well, I talk about what to do in episode 118, 118, how to keep those stress levels down, getting mental health help by talking to a trusted friend or counselor, and taking time for yourself. I talk about recognizing and dealing with triggers in episode 94. Be sure to check out both episodes. I've put the links in the show notes. Also in the show notes is a four-minute recording called Privilege is Like a Blanket. Check it out. I created that four-minute episode at the height of the George Floyd protests. As of this recording, it's about 19 days later, and there are still people protesting in the streets because guess what? There has been yet another murder. It happened just last night as of this recording. Another police murder. I, I, I just don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, 
check out the the four minute recording privileges like a blanket and the other two episodes that i mentioned episode 118 and episode 94 in light of everything that is going on and although i created that four minute episode i mentioned about privilege being like a blanket i want to go deeper because well i would bet all i have that america is not the only country where racism and bias exists. And more to the point, it is not the only country where implicit bias and racism are built into every part of the human existence. Dare I say, from kindergarten to the nursing home, people of color have been and are being treated with implicit bias. Now, I'm not trying to generalize. I know we are not all prejudiced. I know that a certain person tried to spin it that way. We won't go there. I'm not going to get political. But that's that's not the point that I'm making here. And I'm sure that's not the point that the people that are protesting in the streets right now are are trying to make. We, we, we know that not everybody is racist and bigoted. But I think most people if they will admit it, we have biases. The trick is to recognize that we have them and not allow them to make decisions for us. That's the key. We all have a bias, but we have to first admit it. If it's a racial bias, that's 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 not cool, especially if you're in a certain line of work like being a police officer, we have to recognize that we've got biases, biases, and then work on them. That's the whole thing. It's not rocket science. Anyway, I put a link in the show notes about a doctor, an educated man who is a lawmaker here in America, asking if the virus is affecting people of color more because we're not washing our hands. Yes, my friends, It's 2020, and people like that are still out there. And he didn't, he didn't say just people of color. He called us colored people. When was the last time you heard that term? Probably before most of you were born. (laughs) So you wouldn't have heard it. Colored people? Seriously? (laughs) We don't use that term in America. I know that there is a particular country. I have a friend who is American who lives in that country who says that they use a term there, but it's not in a degrading way. Well, I'm sorry. I would have to be, I would have to try to, oh, I don't know how to deal with that. We just don't use that here. For somebody of his level of education to use that term, it just seemed like it was on purpose to me. I mean, who says that? And so anyway, apparently he's still a lawmaker. He's apologized, which again, I can go off on a tangent on the apology thing. Why say and do something and then apologize? It's what's in your heart. I mean, who are you apologizing to and for? It came out of your heart. He lost his job as a doctor. They fired him. So he's no longer a doctor. He's now a law, just a lawmaker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, I don't get it. Anyway, so this guy, I, 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 I don't know. I'm glad he's not a doctor, but are there many other doctors out there like this? Maybe they're hiding their racist beliefs and tactics 
and bias so well that they can take care of all races as they walk into their doors. Maybe they are, but it's kind of scary, right? To me, it's kind of scary. You don't know who your doctor is. You don't know how your doctor really feels. So if implicit bias exists in all aspects of our lives, even healthcare, what about the healthcare of the childless, not by choice women? Ah, that's the point I'm getting to. You're probably like, get to the point, Sevilla. <laughs> so, great question, right? I have been doing some research for this episode, and at the again, the links are in the show notes. And so, do check out the show notes. I put all kinds of information and links, even links to stories that I, I, I have a setup on Google that I get notifications whenever there's a story out about a man or a woman in whatever country or ever that's been ostracized for being childless. You know, this, the stories that you read online. And so, there is a, a link to a story such as that in the show notes. Be sure to check it out. It was interesting to me to read this story because it the story took place in, an, in, a, in a different culture, totally different culture than where I live, a different country. But it was just really interesting to read the response that the person who made a comment about the childless woman got. Check out the link in the show notes, okay? I just thought it was like, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> We're all people. At the end of the day, no matter our culture and what country we live, we're all human. I just, you'll see what I mean when you read the story. So anyway, I've been doing some research. One of the things I found out that is that I was looking at Google. Google told me <laughs> it's estimated that as many as 25 to 50% of Native American women were sterilized between 1970 and 1976. Forced sterilization programs are also a part of history in Puerto Rico. I had heard about that before. I did not know it was at such a high level, but it's, it's like, it's, I think if I, and I'll read more and I'll check it out more as we talk here, but I think they're the most sterilized nation. It was, I was in shock. Puerto Rico. Actually, yes, it says where sterilization rates are set to be the highest in the world. In the world, Puerto Rico, that small island. Goodness gracious. Imagine, it's one of the articles I, I have here from a, a, a website, thoughtco.com forward slash U.S. government's role in sterilizing women of color. Link in the show notes. They say, imagine going to the hospital for a common surgical procedure, such as an appendectomy, only to find out afterwards that you'd been sterilized. In the 20th century, untold numbers of women of color endured such life-altering experiences, in part because of medical racism. Black, Native American, and Puerto Rican women report being sterilized without their consent after undergoing routine medical procedures or after giving birth. Others say they unknowingly signed documentation allowing them to be sterilized or were coerced into doing so. The experiences of these women strained relationships between people of color and healthcare personnel. And in the 21st century, members of communities of color still widely distrust medical officials, unquote. 
This reminds me of a story my mom used to tell me when I was younger. She she told so many stories. Oh my gosh, I think I have all of her stories memorized. Oh my goodness, what a what a legacy. She told me that as many of you know, I'm I'm from the Caribbean. I was born in the Caribbean on the island of St. Kitts. My parents are from Nevis, but myself and my first three siblings after me were born in St. Kitts, and then my last sibling was born in, in Massachusetts, which is where I grew up. I grew up in Massachusetts, in the Great North, near the Canadian border, where, so yeah, the weather was crazy. She used to tell the story of this white doctor that came to the island of Nevis and did all these appendectomies. He told all these people that they needed to get their appendixes out. And she said she had, she got, she got hers taken out. I'm like, why did you do it? She said, well, he said I needed it and everybody was doing it. She was like in her early twenties. I'm like, what? (laughs) She said, well, they said you might, might as well just get it done. So you don't have to worry about it later. So I did it. And, and as I read this, this information here for sterilizing of women, I'm like, Oh my gosh, if he were a nefarious doctor, which to me he sounded like he kind of was, to be telling all these people to get their appendixes out, going down there, just basically practicing on the island folk is how I looked at it when she told me the story. But anyway, I'm like, if this guy were even a little bit more nefarious, he could have easily sterilized many women down there. And now then I wouldn't be here. (laughs) Funny, not funny. It's just amazing. It's just amazing. This is the control I'm talking about. How do we think that we are so much better than the next person that we can just just have just have the nerve to sterilize people because they're a certain race and color? Really? (sighs) Anyway, I'm trying to make my way through this episode, you guys. But as you can tell, I just I can get onto so many soapboxes right now. But I'm trying to not go off on a tangent. So again, the link to the rest of that story is in the show notes. As I continued doing my research, Google again told me that an estimated seven and a half million surgeries are unnecessary. Because then I wanted to look and see how many surgeries that, that we're told we need are unnecessary. First of all, the women of color being, and men, being sterilized. And then on top of that, you've got to worry about unnecessary surgeries. And I know some of you know where I'm going with this, but Google says an estimated seven and a half million unnecessary medical and surgical procedures are performed annually with the number of unnecessary hospital stays around 8.9 million a year. And I'm guessing this is just for the U.S., although they didn't specify. So... Maybe not, because these are pretty high numbers. I don't know. They didn't say, but that's a lot. Whether it's just the U.S. or it's the world, it's a lot. And it's just ridiculous. So I want you to, to just really check out the, the articles. There's tons of links in there. There is a link, as I said, on that story that I want you to read about how this one woman was treated because she was childless in another country. Check out the links about the uh, three podcast episodes I told you about, the the mini episode, the four-minute one, and episode 118, and uh, what was it, episode 94 on triggers. And then there's also links on just different stories. There's a, a story here of a, a Virginia doctor who conducted hysterectomies because, well, 
He wanted the money. The people, the women didn't need the hysterectomies. They didn't need the hysterectomies. There's also a link here on the government's role. That's the one I told you about in sterilizing women of color. And there is one here on a Washington Post story on an OBGYN who basically mutilated women with unnecessary hysterectomies. <sighs> Unbelievable. There's another story I wanted to tell you about. Let me see here. Oh, this is the same one. Mutilated women with unnecessary hysterectomies, tube ties, and quote-unquote cleanouts, the feds said. The feds had to check into this person. And so this was in Chesapeake, Virginia. What What is a clean-out? What does that mean? I mean, never mind. I'm not going to go there. So he basically, according to the story, frightened women into invasive and at times irreversible procedures, far outpacing his colleagues. He used the threat of cancer as a scare tactic and is accused of basing his decisions on exploratory procedures with potentially broken equipment. <sighs> oh my goodness. How do, how do we, how do human beings, how do we do this to each other? How do we do this to each other? And how do we continue to get away with this stuff? They said that in 1982, he lost his hospital privileges at one hospital, and now he's under review at another hospital. So this is the thing. You know, these people are supposed, doctors are supposed to be held at a higher, at a higher level. Just again, let me go back there. Like police officers, these people, you have somebody else's life on, in your hands. You've got to be held to a higher standard. And sometimes it seems like they're allowed to get away with stuff. So he's going from one hospital to the next, apparently, doing these things. I mean, just check out this story. It's the Washington Post um, article, an OBGYN mutilated women with unnecessary hysterectomies, tube ties, and cleanouts. And I know we've talked about this in the group. If you're in the Facebook group, this has been a matter of discussion where some women in the group have had unnecessary hysterectomies. It's, this is no, it's, it's not, these are not stories that I've heard about, like these articles. These are, these are conversations that take place in the group. So, as a matter of fact, if you are not a member of the Childless Not by Choice with Sevilla Morgan Facebook group, come on in, join the conversation. And uh, there's positive commiseration in there. We will not be in there. Yes, we, we have our down moments. And especially depending on where you are in the journey, we're going to feel really, really badly and negative and just want to just lash out and all the things that are human. But the the core of the group is that we want you to end up being encouraged that even if this happened to you, even if this is your story, a hysterectomy that you didn't need, you, you still you still matter. You still matter. And you didn't get to have the kids. We didn't get to have the kids. Our lives didn't exactly turn out the way we expected. Things didn't happen the way we thought, or <sighs> crazy stuff happened, and we're like, how in the world did I get here? 
what happened? And how old am I? You know, those types of things. Sometimes you look around and like, where did time go? <laughs> and you're wondering, how did this happen? How did, and then you start to blame yourself. How did I allow this to happen? It's not that you allowed this to happen. We're all adults. We do the best we can by ourselves and by the others in our lives. But there are just some really nefarious people out there. And they've been around the block 25 million times to maybe your once, if you've even been around the block. So the bottom line is what I'm trying to say is don't blame yourself. I'm sure if this has happened to you, you did the best you could. You did your research. You got second opinions because you've listened to this podcast. And from day one, I've been saying, get a second opinion. And if you have any doubt about the doctor you're currently seeing, change doctors. I've been saying it since day one, and I will continue to say it. Do not stick with a doctor just because. Don't stick with a doctor because your friend had a good experience, but you're feeling the eebie-jeebies, as we say here in America. Everybody has different experiences, and maybe the doctor did get along well with your friend, and but maybe he or she's not going to work right for you. Get a second opinion. It's your body. And if you are having a gut feeling about anything, discernment about anything, then get a second opinion. It's really just, if you can, I know that some of you probably live in places where you just can't. And I, I get that. But most of us have the ability to get a second opinion. If you can, please get a second opinion. Okay, let me hop off of that soapbox. I've been on it for a while through this entire five years of speaking on this platform, on this pad podcast. And so I think, I think that's it. I just wanted to, to bring awareness, especially if you're not in this country, maybe you're not of a, a person of color. Maybe, I don't know, maybe things are different in your country and you, you don't have to, you didn't know about this. Maybe you just didn't know. You didn't know that these things happened to the Native Americans. There are so many bad things happened to them. So many bad things happened to, to Black people in America from this, from 400 years ago. Even, even those of us from the islands, there was slavery in the islands too. It wasn't, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it was like it was here in America. I don't know. Maybe I should know more, but there was slavery in the islands. There were a lot of slaves were brought from Africa and dropped off in the islands. I remember going to Belize. The first time I went to Belize with a friend whose people are from Belize, I, I love that country, you guys. I have been through every part of that country, north, south, east, west, the center. I've been to every part of that country. And I remember one of the first times I went there, because I've been there a good half a dozen times, We, my friend said we could either take the plane down to the south, because we, we, we landed in the city, in the center of Belize, but then we never stayed there very long. We would go north or go south. And we typically ended up going south because that's where the beautiful beaches were. And so she's like, well, we can take the plane or we can take the bus. The plane would be about an hour or the bus would be four. And there were times when we did take the plane and times when we took the bus. But my first trip, I wanted to, I wanted the whole experience. And so we took the bus. And as we drove through these towns and we stopped for bathroom stops and all of this wonderful stuff, 
I noticed we went through this one town where, because I'm still thinking Belize is like a Spanish country. It's not, by the way. It's the only Central American country where English is the primary language, although a lot of people there speak Spanish and there are a lot of, it borders, Mexico borders um, the north of it. So there's a, there's like a big lake or river or something between Belize and Mexico. So a lot of people there are of maybe Mexican or Hispanic descent. There's a lot of mixture of races there. There's a European. My friend actually had European in her blood. And so anyway, we got to this one town and everybody was, was black like me. I'm like, I asked her, how did these, how did black people get here? Cause I, I was, I didn't know. And this is why it's so important to travel the world. It's so important. I believe if people got took their children traveling when they were still young, there would be so much less racism, so much less of this stuff that's going on right now. And um, being from another country, I had traveled back and forth. So I've traveled. I've, I've traveled. I've been to Europe. I've been every year, everywhere. I see how people live, and it's so important. But that's when she told me the history. She told me how Black people got there. Pure Black people, not pe- Black people mixed with European blood or, or Hispanic blood or Spanish blood or Mayan blood or anything like that. Black people. And she told me the entire history. And, I, and I'm a history buff, so I listened intrigued. And it was just unbelievable. But the point I want to make is that you just you want to you want to get to know how other people you want to know other people once you know other people once you look people in the eye you can't unlook and you you can't unknow and the point i guess i'm making is for those of you who are not black or native aboriginal person or anything like that this may be shocking to you to know about this, maybe not, uh, but it may be shocking to you know to to you to know how people have been sterilized because of their race. <sighs> I know it sounds crazy, but anyway, hopefully it's eye opening in a good way. I hope and pray it's still not happening. <laughs> they say it's not, but who knows? Just when you go into your doctor. This is, I guess, the other point. Make sure you you feel that you trust your doctor. They say in these articles, as I just read to you, that a lot of people of color still don't trust the medical community. I mean, look what happened. Whether you're shocked at these issues, that this is a thing, maybe it's happened in your country, let's be a part of the solution and not a part of the problem. Let's let's be a little bit more, more open. Let's recognize our biases and biases and then overcome them with common sense. I'm not just saying don't just go out and hire somebody because of their color. Hire them because they deserve to be hired and maybe you wouldn't have hired them before simply because of their color or their race. And now you're thinking, you know what? My decision is solely based on bias. I'm treating this person solely based on how I feel about their entire race. Come on, let's do better. 
And we can do better even in the childless not by choice community with the decisions we make with anything from, uh, that same person that gave me the, the lavalier mics that I talk about. That person, there was an episode that really hit her. And, and from that episode on, she wrote and told me that every year she bought a Barbie for an underprivileged child in her community. That's, that's what we do as childless, not-by-choice women, we turn this thing on its head. It may take time, but we turn it around and we don't let it rule us. We're going to live a good life anyway. We're going to live our best, most relevant and joyful life anyway. And we do that by recognizing where we are in our world, in our country, knowing that we deserve a place at the table, and encouraging others, encouraging children if we can, and just live the best life we can. That's that's all I can say about that. Remember, if you're in the group, we are looking at having another meeting in July. We had one in May, um, a Facebook get-together in May, on Mother's Day, by the way. <laughs> and so I want to do this in July. And so we're, we're voting right now. There's a poll in the group. And if you're in the group, I won't say the dates because it doesn't matter if you're not in the group. So if you want to be a part of the next meeting, which next time we're going to do a Zoom meeting because I want more people to be able to come on video. On the Facebook get-together, most of it was chatting and then they're only allowed two people at a time to, to get on video. So next time it's going to be in Zoom. It's going to be in July. There is a poll in the group. If you're not a part of the group, come join the group. You have to be a woman who is childless, not by choice, to join that group. There is another group called Childless, Not By Choice Supporters with Sevilla Morgan. And in that group, anyone can be a, a, a part of that group. So if you're a man, woman, if you have children, you don't have children, didn't want children, you can be a part of that group. That's the supporters group. But the Childless Not By Choice with Sevilla Morgan Facebook group is for women only who never had the children. And that's where we're going to have our next Zoom meeting in July, where the date and the time will be announced in the group. And I'll post the Zoom link shortly before we start. I want to make sure I didn't miss anything. I know I went a little bit long on this episode, but I wanted to be sure I didn't miss anything. I think I covered everything, and so I will end it now. If you have any questions, my contact information is in the show notes. You can find me uh, by emailing me at Sevilla at SevillaMorgan.com if you want to. You can visit the ChildlessNotByChoice.net website for more information about our whole platform. You can visit SevillaMorgan.com, which is my original website, and I talk more about podcasting there. If you want to become a podcaster, what it's all about, there's a list there. And or if you if you want me to come speak to your organization, that's the website to go to civillamorgan.com. And uh, Facebook, Books by Civilla Morgan, Twitter at Civilla One, Instagram at Joy and Relevance, Pinterest. I've got a huge Pinterest following. Huge. <laughs> Don't know how it happened, but it's huge. And so Pinterest, Sevilla M. Morgan, MSM, that's my master's degree, but I have it pinned it's on my title on Pinterest. LinkedIn, Sevilla Morgan, MSM. And so there's a shop page 
on the childlessnotbychoice.net website. So I'm telling you all of this to let you know that there's a lot to do on the platform. There's a lot of places to be. There's a newsletter that I have not done a thing about in a couple of months. I am trying to work on it for June and try to get a newsletter out for June. And so subscribe. You can subscribe from either website. And I think that's it. I really do. You can subscribe to the podcast. I keep finding more things to say. Sorry. I promise this is it. Go to Apple Podcast, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Pandora, wherever you listen to podcasts, whomever um, has a podcast platform, the Childless Not By Choice podcast is there. Subscribe so that every time a new episode comes out, you automatically get it in your inbox on your podcast player. It's really easy. If you have any questions, reach out to me on Facebook Messenger or email me at savella at savellamorgan.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, have a great one. Bye.